Greetings, everybody. It's your brother, Sonny Nesperance from the I Thrive Podcast. Today, you know, it's a it's a little bit different, as you can see, but we got our brother, you know what I'm saying, brother, all the way in, in I believe, in Philly right now? No, I'm uh, SCI Huntington. SCI, SCI Huntington. That's it. But so, somewhere in the United States of America, somewhere over there <laughs> and so forth. But um, as it's a bit different today, brothers and sisters, this is our brother that will be sharing, you know, his testimony from a, a prison and um so be attentive and listen i'm excited to hear what we have in store uh but before we begin how you doing this evening brother i'm doing blessed i'm blessed and highly favored man so i'm, I'm good that's wonderful that's wonderful you know it's uh truly grateful to know that um you know there's brothers and sisters from all over with a with, with a story to share you know and because yeah. of you know covid as i said it's not always all the worst you know we can yeah. still get something virtual, you know, we yeah. can still get something out of it and so forth. But before we get into the testimony, as always, brothers and sisters, you know, this podcast affiliates itself with one church and one church only. That is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher and guide is Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings. If you're looking to get baptized right in the name of Jesus Christ, you can go on the truthofgod.com, click locations and set up that baptism with the location that's closest to you. You can contact the main minister there or the main point of contact, which would be a secretary and set up that baptism. If you're looking for a first church to go to, to see if there's one that's close to your area, same thing. You go on the truthofgod.com, click locations, and see which location is closest to you. Those that have their brick and mortar, you shouldn't have any problems with going. But if you're going to be traveling from a distance, the ones uh, temples that are still renting, I recommend you call ahead of time before going so you don't have to you know, do all that drive and you get there and you know nothing is going on and so forth. Um, as always, let's not forget to keep the apostle and his family in prayer as well as the faithful ministering brethren and their family, just the same. And let's not forget to keep one another prayer as well. And I say more over brothers and sisters. We all go through stuff. Uh, you know, some could be going through depression, anxiety, you know, suicidal, you know, on, on the brinks of backsliding or just at the edge, just all and done. So let's never forget to keep one another in prayer. And as always, I give all praises to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's the head of my life and indeed our soon coming King. I give double honor to the former prophets and apostles of old, double honor to our present-day leader, teacher, and guide, Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings. And I give God thanks for the faithful ministering brethren who labor in the vineyard with the apostles, whether it be baptisms or preaching and going all over to help this work continue to grow. And thankful to God for all that take the auxiliary serious, so ushers and, uh, and uh, security, medical unit, everybody, uh, announcement, everybody. Thank you all for doing the, 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 the wonderful work that's being done, and I pray that it continues. Now, with that being said, brothers and sisters, that'll be it for me. We are going to get the testimony of our brother, of how he came out of uh, the world uh, and his walk into the truth of God. So, brother, tell us, how did you come out of the world, and how did God bring you into his church? Well, um, I came, I, I was introduced um, to the first church of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, by my family. My uncle Jamar, um, I believe, was the first one to really bring it into fruition in our family. And um, he brought it to me at a time in an age where I was uh, doing a lot of, you know, getting my feet wet and to being in the streets a little bit. And um, at first, I really wasn't a believer in God at all. I, I told my mom, um, if God is really real, he was going to have to come down here and show me. Because uh, I was going through so much that was happening happening in front of me, I I couldn't really believe in anything that I couldn't see. So it took a lot. It took a lot for me to go through uh, with the current case right now that I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm currently incarcerated with to um, nearly have, having nearly near death experiences to, you know, just losing, losing my brother, losing my freedom, losing my wife at one point in time, losing uh, contact with my daughter. Like it, it, it took a lot for me to really get to this point where now I truly have faith in God, but I'm grateful for everything that I experienced because without it, I probably wouldn't be who I am today. And, and talk to us about those uh, near-death experiences. Like, you know, uh, how, how, how was that like? And, you know, of course, uh, you know, how did it come about and so forth? Oh, uh, well, um, back when I was about like 18 years old, uh, I was coming back from the store, running the errand for an old head of mine. And um, he was having a discrepancy with somebody over some money that, that owed him. He, the guy owed him some money. Mm. And... They was they had a little discrepancy or a little situation, whatever the case may be, and I was told to reprimand him. And um, the guy put out a gun on me, and it was like point blank range. And saying, of course, me being in that situation right then and there, I didn't know how to really take it, but I was just grateful that rather than the guy being an aggressor, he just was scared of the harm that was possibly going to come to him for owing his money. So by God's grace, he didn't pull the trigger. And um, the second the second uh, near death experience I had was it was literally three days later where um, I was at um, my ex girlfriend house and um, I was uh, you know showing off uh, smoking marijuana for her like telling her really that I could really control my my my, my temperance for for smoking more marijuana than usual and I've wound up smoking way more than I usually do and whole entire time it was a, a guy that is the opposition to where I'm from in the house just watching me the whole entire time and when I left he um him and his friends winded up uh heading me off before I can get on the bridge to go to, to go back to my neighborhood and um they winded up running down on me and um almost killing me but by God's grace I was able to get out of there no no shots landed by God's grace and um I was able to get back home and get back home safely and that, that was like an eye opener to me. Like, like, uh, it was like unbelievable to me that that happened mm -hmm. literally three days later. That's crazy. And what's it like living that hot lifestyle? You know, what like, you know, you got to kind of always probably look over your shoulder. You, you know, you can't be in the wrong neighborhood too late. Like, how, how was it like living in that lifestyle? Or, uh, or, or how, how was it like? How was it like? How, how, how was it? It was uh it was very taxing. Like um, honestly, I was doing a lot of things out of emotion and out of um just wanting to be down for real, for real. Wanting people, to, wanting my peers to see me in a certain light. And um, but the the, the anxiety and the, the stress that it put me under, it had me um getting high and um being promiscuous and doing pr practically anything that it, uh, uh pretty much helped deal with the fact that. It's a it's a group of people in almost every vicinity in my city that want to kill me. So it was just like, and and if I don't get to them, then if I don't get to them first, they may very well get to me. Mm -hmm. So it just was like, um, it was challenging, and um, a lot of late nights, a lot of late nights, a lot of stressful moments, and a lot of stressful time. Wow, wow, and now it's you know. You know, you're living that life. It's, it's, of course, it's stressful, and you know, you're looking left, you're looking right, and so forth. And of course, that's going to be an anxious lifestyle. Now, what is the mentality of being around, like you know, people of that atmosphere? Like, 
is there any time where, hey, yo, y'all believe in God? Or is there, like, any conversations like that brought up? Like, what's the ment- like what's the environment like? Um, oh, God got to go out of the window. Wow. You can't have a conscience when you're in the streets because conscience will get you killed. Wow. And when you, uh, when you start, when, like, God comes with such a purity and, like, such a, like, a separate aura that, like, when you went, like, he, it's light. And in that place, it's just darkness. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be cold. You got to be numb. You got to be willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, protect yourself and the ones that you love at that point in time, whether it be sell drugs, whether it be harm someone, whether it be, um, whether it be um, robbing somebody. Like, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. for you and, your, you and your team or you and your hood to survive. So pretty much as the modern term they say, you gotta be on demon mode. Can't have no yeah. uh yeah. can't have that soft spot to say yeah, I'm a believer and all that because at the end of the day, the streets it doesn't have that love for you. They don't care about that stuff. You know no. that's my thing, that's a different type of lifestyle. And now of course, you know, living that lifestyle, there's always somebody that's there trying to like pull you out of it, you know, talk you out of it and telling you, come on, you don't wanna live this way, you wanna get right. Yeah. Who was that in your life doing that? And what did you regret not listening? Well, for me, it was my entire family, my wife included. Before my wife was my wife, she was just my girlfriend, but she was my girlfriend since high school. Mm-hmm. And um, she used to constantly, like, tell me to, like, just come over there, just be with her. She used to keep me in at night, even though we was, even though we was committing fornication at that time. Mm-hmm. That kept me out of a lot of trouble because I was able to just vent to her and, you know, get a lot of things and stress and frustrations off off my mind by just talking to her, doing whatever we was doing. And my mom, my mom has been my day one since I literally came out. Like my mom for a very long time was the only thing I really had. My mom, my grandmother, my, um, my uncles, my uncles were my father figures, my stepfather who I was, uh, a little bit hard hearted towards. He never he never declined his love for me. Even when I was getting on his nerves, he still uh tried to step up and, and in a lot of ways to be a father to me, even when I didn't want it because I wanted my actual father. Mm. So I I had a very strong family backing. Wow. And you know, of course you have that support, you know, telling you now if you can go back you know, because of course during that time we're not trying to hear that. You know, come on, mom, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm dealing yeah. with out here right now. You know, I got my boys, yeah. I got my boys out here. Y'all don't know this is my love, it's my family. You hear me? We out here yeah. getting this money. You hear me? Like I'm trying to hear that. Yeah. But now, of course, you know that could have hit the mentality then. But man, yeah. what would you if you saw the same same person your age, or if you can tell yourself your younger self, you know, uh, something different. What would you tell yourself during that moment in time while people are trying to like that people that love you are trying to pull you out that lifestyle? I would tell them to just open their eyes. Like however uh, the streets is deceiving to those that walk with their eyes closed. Like I was walking with my eyes closed. I was living in a re- a, a fantasy of rappers that I saw and, and what I heard and what things look, but everything ain't as as it seems at all. Like the people that I really thought loved me. Or that I even thought was really even in the streets or really doing it. It, it, it wasn't. And, and what, and what the, like, the fruits of the streets wasn't as sweet as I thought it would be. Like, it came with a lot of, a, a lot of drama. 
I put a lot of stress on relationships with my mom and with my wife and with my my like my family members who were tr- constantly pulling me out, but I was too bullheaded to to not listen and take heed to. And I made I, I hurt my mom a lot, like a whole lot. My mom been loving me since I came out the womb. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them to just open their eyes and be mindful, like like truly be mindful to what's going on in, in their circumstances, wow. because you never know what you got until it's gone. Absolutely. And how influential, because you mentioned, you know, a bunch of the rappers and, and you know, when you live in that lifestyle, you know, you ain't listen to no spiritual music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know, on your way in the car with your boy, soon and very soon, we are going to... <laughs> if they kept the lifestyle up there, they ain't going to see him soon, though. But it's obviously, you know, you know, that rap, because even myself, uh, the past I had, rap was very heavy in my life. But yeah. I wasn't, you know, actually living that life. So explain to us how influential is that rap music, especially whether you're, you're living that lifestyle or not. Like, how influential is it? Oh, uh, uh, rap music is is like literally a devil. I believe that like it could get it could it could penetrate your heart and and it could give birth to so much uh, raw like like wrongful bitter fruit that it'll have it'll have you really thinking that you somebody that you not like you'll really start thinking like you one of them chicago drill rappers or something or this is how life is that uh uh, uh, killing people and selling drugs and robbing people and and then being promiscuous and things of that nature don't come with consequences but it super does Mm -hmm. and one of the consequences two of the consequences that it come with is jail and death and there's nothing like jail and death at all like like this, this is this is like jail was horrible. It's like it's mentally, emotionally, and physically straining on you. Like being being around a whole bunch of men all day, trying to figure out what angle they're on and what type of time they like. Like what type of good? You never know who may have had bad news. Who, who could who could have who could have lost someone? Mm-hmm. And it takes literally the snap of a finger for things to get all the way violent, all the way violent. You could literally be chilling with somebody one day, and then he be stabbing you the next day over a, uh, over something so minute. But mm-hmm. in here, it's all about principles and pride. Yeah. So just dealing with stuff like that or death, and death is well, <laughs> if you don't if you die without Jesus Christ and being saved, and well, <laughs> all I can say all I can say is that I, I I'll pray for you because. Hell is way worse than anything you could ever go through. <laughs> you, 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 you would take jail over hell. You would take jail over hell. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> All day long. Well, and so explain to us that process now. You know, um, now, you know, coming into truth. I don't know if it was before you got into jail or after. But explain to us, like, that process of knowing you're about to go spend some years behind bars. Like, what's going through your head? How is your heart feeling? Like... Like, how, how did that, like, how, how did that feel? How was that? For a very long time, I couldn't deal with it. So I kept telling myself, like, I'm not going to do this time. I'm not going to do this time. I don't care what I got to do. I will, I will pray, read my Bible. I'm willing to go to the highest extremity. So I try, I started trying to find God, like, fast track to find God fast. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I'm, I'm praying, Lord, like, let me out of here now. Like, I'm reading my Bible every day. Like, I was, like, trying to bribe God. Mm-hmm. Like, by reading my Bible, by praying, by saying all the right things to my family, 
by saying all the right things to myself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm not looking at no other girls. Or I'm going to stop listening to rap. Like, I was willing to do it all because I was, like, not thinking. Like, I, I just, I was like, man, I'm not doing this time. But once it finally came down to me that I'm not going nowhere at all and unless it be by God's grace, it hit me. It kind of, like, broke me, shattered me. It took a lot of expectations away from me because everything usually comes easy to me mm-hmm. like uh i never had a problem with getting a job because my mom was a hustler and i, I, I grew up watching my mom and she used to be working working and, and going to school all at the same time and she never was without a job or a source of income and um so money never was a problem to me love was never a problem to me because i was well liked and well respected in my neighborhood the females at that time, which is what I cared most about, being 18 of age, that's all I really cared about was money and women, and they came with, they came with the snap of a finger. So I never really, never really took things into consideration until I sat down and really had to go through this and like really had to build genuine things. And the one genuine thing I built was a relationship with God. And and how and how like how long have you done so far? How many years? I've done eight years so far. And um, it's been a very long time. Sometimes it feels like forever. Sometimes it literally feels like three days ago. Like I've been here for only three days. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a major time warp in here because it's constant. It's the same thing every day. You wake up at six, you go to child or breakfast at seven, you go out the yard at eight, you come back in at 1030. You get counted again at 12 o'clock. You go back out at 1 o'clock. You come back in at 3 o'clock. You get counted again at 4 o'clock. You come back out at 4.30 to eat. You go back in at, 4, at 5 o'clock. You take a shower at 5.30. You go out at 6.30. You come back in at 8 o'clock. And you st- you get counted at 8.30. And then you start all over again. So and that's literally the same thing every single day. That's so. Weird. That's just it's tough. easy to get lost in there. Oh no, that's, that's tough. No, that's tough. Me, just just one day, I'm gonna go crazy. Just just one day in there. I mean, like, if it's for being in holiness and so forth, okay, you know, I'll be happy. You know, I'm in here for the grace of God and so forth and all that stuff. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough still. But man, eight. If I ever heard I had to do eight years or so more, I'm I'm crying like crocodile tears, man. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't really about this life, Josh. I wasn't really about this life. You know, and, and I'm I'm just being honest. Cause jail in America, yeah. jail in America, ay yeah. ay ay, like that, that. That's that's a whole different world. That, that's a whole different world. And so, for, oh yeah. And so, okay, you know, you 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 get in. You're you're facing time, and you're so used to things becoming you know easy. So you're not too worried about man. I ain't gonna do that much time in here. But now it's like no. It's clearly what God did not have for you. You've done the eight years, and it, it, you know you got to keep going. When was the t- when when did you start to develop that genuine relationship to say okay you know what I gotta really accept my faults I gotta really you know understand who God is what holiness is and and really do this for real because a lot of times you do have some they get to jail and that's when they become religious you know what I'm saying they, they get in there all, all 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 when they were out on the streets man put your hands up cuz put your hands up cuz what's, what's happening cuz but as soon as they get in jails. Alhamdulillah, 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 Or it be, you know, they get to, Lord Jesus, Hallelujah, Glory to God. You know, it's a switch. You know what I'm saying? It's like a switch, but 
you may you, you may be able to fake the eye. Oh shoot, yo, the, the brothers he's starting to change. But God, he sees what's inside that heart. He knows it ain't yeah. for real. He knows you just you come on now. You can't fool him. So when did yeah. that time come and begin where it's like, all right, holiness, I got I gotta really accept this serious and not just do it just to do it so I can get out and go right back to what I was in, just come back in. Like uh, I would say about like around like 2017, 2018, after I lost my brother, and then I got the news that uh my wife was um she my wife was stepping out. Um, after, um, I lost contact with my daughter in about February because my wife, me and my wife was going through discrepancies with her, you know, having her situation going on with her and her at that time, male friend. And then me, you know, still calling and still feeling like, man, I ain't, I don't respect that. I'm like, like you minds and stuff like that. Like after I lost the contact with them for like four or five months, I just was bitter. I was I was ready to I was I was ready to wreck at any given time. I was looking for an excuse to explode, and by God's grace, I never got that. I, I never got that opportunity. He kept me safe and sound. He kept my mom's voice in my ear about like just truly being patient and truly having faith and and working and working and working. Eventually, I wound up sitting down like God. I gotta get out of here. Like this this is bad. Like I'm losing everything. I'm losing everything. And then uh, the, what was what was killing me. And what was uh, had me looking at God a certain way was the simple fact that I really did not do the crime that I was committed, co mm -hmm. convicted of. I was like, like this should have been a snap of a finger. Like, well, I don't understand why you got me sitting there. Mm -hmm. Like, I just couldn't. And for a very time, I was bitter towards him. And um, I never really had that moment of clarity where I was like, man, I might turn Muslim or I'm, I'm done with Jesus or nothing like that. But I was looking at him like, man, do you even exist? Mm -hmm. Like. Cause this is crazy. Like I thought you saved people. Where, like, where the saving part at? Yeah. I get the Lord part with all these rules, but where's the savior part at? Like, and I, I was like, you know, I'm gonna just take my time and get the learning because if I had, a, if I had somebody just trying to smile in my face to get what they wanted, I wouldn't give it to them either. Mm -hmm. So I had to <clears throat> sit down and really start reading my Bible and and focus more. Wow. And by God's grace, He opened, He He start opening up to me, and I was able to really develop a relationship with Him. That's wonderful. And, you know, he, he knows you better than anybody else. So you're clearly strong because, you know, you're not just yeah. in one jail. You, you're in two jails. You know, when you, Lord willing, when you leave that jail out here, it's a whole nother jail, brother. It's a, it's a whole, I'm telling you, holiness is a, it's a prison, brother. You can't do what you want out here. You can't do what you want out here. But, but no, it's, it's you know, you, you just, you know, saying that and speaking that I, you know, I, I felt that very strongly, you know, and it's, it's when you start to, you know, keep it real. And start to really let out how you feel to the Lord. Yeah. Now that beginning can come. Instead of, you know, being in that fake way. And, you know, just kind of like a kid where you tell them to listen. And they're only doing yeah. it for a certain amount of time just so they can get the cotton candy. Or just so they can go and play at the park with their yeah. friends. But as a parent, you're not dumb. You're not stupid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 really, it's really to the point where, you know, to, to, to you know, do what you've done and to get to that point. Now it kind of like really, you know, had you planted and had you thinking. And that moves on to the next question. Now, okay, here it is. You're taking it serious. You know, you're reading the scriptures every day. You're, 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 you're developing that relationship with the Lord through hard times, through tough, tough circumstances, you know? And here it is for a crime you did not do on top of it. It's like, come on now, Lord. Come, come on. How was it like now ever since, you know, when, you know, uh, um, you got into it serious, 100 and all that, 
how was it like you know being in jail and 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 being in holiness like how how was that like honestly um <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if i said it but it's actually easier like i don't have to really deal with my anxiety no more you know anxiety is to uh to be worrying about uh, uh your future and things of that nature but having faith in god allowed me to have put trust in his word that he will give me the desires of my heart if i just be patient and if i just continue to pray and do the necessary things so and it also says in the like when i be always i used to always ask god when are you going to let me out of prison like when are you going to deliver me when are you going to allow the truth to come to light and allow my name to be clear it says in the bible that uh the earnest expectations of the creature waiteth upon the sons of god which 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 i which i took it to be that what i'm waiting on is waiting for me to develop for me to be ready for it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, that that's a that's a great like it gave me it gave me an answer to something I've been asking for eight years. And once that happened, I was able to relax. Like I was able to like, all right, you know, not relax per se, but I was able to rest from being worried and stressed and constantly looking every day, like waking up at six o'clock when they count me and be like, all right, today today gonna be that day I get that call. Like I rather now and I just pray every morning I give thanks for the things that I do have my wife, my children, my family, and go from there. Pray for their well-being and things of that nature. And all the really things that really bother me here uh, would be um, and the indirect impact on my life, which is the the, the, the things that my, the hardships that my wife go through, the hardships that my brother go through, and my brothers and my mom with me not being there. Those are the things that bother me now more than prison. So I'm, I'm just blessed, honestly. And how many more years... Or is it like at this point you're just waiting for that call? I'm just waiting for that call now. Like, if uh, God forbid, I'll have I'll have to do eight more years. Wow. God forbid. Wow. But you know, my faith is strong, and I have faith in God, and I know that it won't be that long. That won't be too much longer before I'm home, and uh, um, being able to be blessed with being able to come to church and uh, give my testimony in person. Absolutely. Absolutely, no. I, I, you know, I'd love to get, you know, that part two of, you know, when you came out, because it's, it's different out here. From eight years ago, I'm telling you now, <laughs> out here, different. You heard me. I mean, Canada's messed up, but America, they, they took that to a whole other level now. They, uh, they just, yeah. they just messed up over there. But it's, it's very yeah. different out here. It's very different. But, but no, brother, like you, you know, you're, you're, you're very strong. You know, I thank God for really keeping you in there as. The way you talk, you're talking like somebody that's about to go to McDonald's, you know, in two minutes, five minutes, you know, like, no, for real, because, no, like, jail is not easy. For those of you watching maybe from Europe and so forth, you know, jail is like, I'm telling you, it is not an easy thing to deal with. Like, some people, like, kill themselves just knowing they got to do two years or three yeah. years or whatnot. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, after one day, you're like, ah, I'm getting out. But it's that same routine, day after day, dealing with left, dealing with right. Then you got to deal with yeah. outside. That's not easy. That stuff is not easy, you know. But the way the brother's talking, yeah. you would think, like, is he really in jail? Like this, like the way the way it is. But that just goes yeah. to show the change and the gratitude and the gratefulness and the mercy that God has shown upon him for him to come out and express this type of stuff, you know. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very powerful. For you to talk the way you're talking, but I'm telling you, it is very powerful, and I don't take it lightly at all. You, 
Lord willing, you know, when you do come out, I want to be one of the ones to, you know, come and say, my brother, you know what I'm saying? If I got to drive or fly and so forth and, and, and really meet you in person, because I, I know jail is not, I've never been to jail. I've never, I've never been to that natural jail. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go. Lord, please, please don't make me go. You know, but it's, 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 it's not, not easy at all. It's not easy at all. But before we conclude, brother, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 when you look back and see, you know, from all that you've been through, all that you've lost, all that you've gone through, the hurting you have to deal with. Because what a lot of people don't understand, a lot of the pain people believe people in prison are facing is physical, but it's yeah. mental. When you yeah. damage up here, it's like, yeah. yo, you're going you're gonna to go ballistics. You're going to, just like as the brother was saying, like, I'm just looking for a reason just to pop off. You understand? So yeah. when, because physical pain, like, look, you may get punched on your shoulder, man, you may rub that off, you know, it may be there for a couple weeks or so, but it could go away. But now yeah. it's like to deal with certain losses, to deal with, you know what I'm saying, what you have to deal with, you can't get yeah. that back. You understand? It's, it's, it's not easy at all. So when you look back, you know, from all that you've been through, you know what I mean, losing your brother in prison and, you know, the, 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 the difficulties and challenges marriage-wise and, you know, the hurting of your mom, because, you know, the way I hear you talking about your mom, it's like, you really, yeah. like, you know, you know, it, it, it hurts. You know, you're almost yeah. like you're talking with so, such humility to the point where you feel bad for even putting her through all that type of stuff. You know, because yeah. as you said, it, here's the one that loved you from day one. Here's the one that really yeah. wanted the best for you. And, you know, but when you look back, how grateful are you to God for Pastor Gino Jennings? And, and actually, you know what? Before we even get to that question, explain to us. How important is it to have a hard gospel to get you out of a hard lifestyle? It's uh, very important because uh, a lot of people in this place have uh, turned to things like Catholicism and uh, Presbyterian and, and things of that nature, but it never stick. And I've seen them literally. I've, turned, I've seen someone that got three crosses tattooed and Jesus, the white Jesus dude tattooed. And he literally turned Muslim, like, just like that, <laughs> literally turned Muslim, just like that. Like, wow. at first, like, like, I, it, like it, I've seen it happen with a multitude of dudes because they don't read their Bible and they don't take that time to really have a genuine relationship with God. They just, they just, um, wing it and expect for things, expect things to fall in place because they say in the name of Jesus, but it has to be power behind it. Mm -hmm. You have to believe it. I said, well, that, that's the part that we have to do. We always expect him to do his part, yeah. but we don't do our part, which is believing. And we can't believe without hearing the word. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's very important, and it's, it's, it's extremely important. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I, I've had my family introduce me into, into Pastor Gino Jennings because without him, I would be lost. Like, I always looked at pastors as like they were selling games because I was selling games. Mm -hmm. I used to talk to girls all the time, and I, you couldn't tell me I didn't have a slicker mouth than, than uh, Iceberg Slim. <laughs> so when they would be coming with the Lord sad uh, and, and the hooping and hollering, I would just be looking like, like, come on, man, like, you're not fooling me. I'm in, I'm in the streets, and I talk to everybody mm -hmm. i'm not a, i'm not a manipulating and play those games i'm not i'm not i'm not jacking that so when he when he was just giving it and giving it raw even the times when i was there and i was asleep it would wake me up and i'm like yo like this this man is wild <laughs> like I, I respected it because it was the truth mm -hmm. 
And it was like, some of it was hitting home. I didn't want to hear it. But when I got back home, I was like, man, <laughs> like it, it made me think. I couldn't argue it or debate it. I just, all I could do is respect it. And that was extremely, that was extremely uh, beneficial to me changing my life. No, and, and it's um, funny you say that because that's, you know, he's preached that before where it's always the ones that are on the street or, you know what I'm saying, sinners who realize that, you know, these false prophets, y'all ain't preaching nothing. All y'all doing is just hiding under the name of Jesus. I'm doing the same thing as you. At least I'm just yeah. being real what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not going to people, I'm selling this to you in the name of Jesus. Nah, you know, so it's, it's, it's really, it's, that's just the reality of it. You know, but before we conclude, how grateful are you to God for Apostle Gino Jennings? You know, you know preaching the, the word consistently for years. You know, people trying to change his mind, change his ear and all this type of stuff. And no, do it like this, get lighter and stuff. But when people are in some hard, cold-blooded lifestyles, it's a whole different thing. So how grateful are you to God for Apostle Gino Jennings? Um, I'm beyond grateful. Like I, I, I couldn't begin to truly express how grateful I am with so little time. But like, I really needed a shepherd because I thought for the longest time I thought I was the shepherd. Mm. I thought I was the end all, be all, and the baddest thing smoking. But he, he really was able to give me a person in, in Geno Jennings, our pastor to really humble myself before and respect and, and admire, like, as a man, because I didn't have that. I didn't have uh, uh, men outside of my uncles, for real, that I respected. Like, I res I didn't just fear, but respected. I respect him. And it, and it goes a long way because I was raised by my mom for the majority. I, like I said, my stepfather tried to, he tried to, you know, try to be a father to me, but I didn't want that. I wanted my father. And if I couldn't have my dad, I wasn't listening to nobody. That's just how I was, that's how I was going at that time, being young. But he, he, he opened that door for me to, uh, soften my heart towards other men and be honest, be honest, to honestly just humble myself and be willing to be edified by my brothers and by, by my elders. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Wow, that's that's wonderful, brother. That's wonderful, and nah, brother. Like, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna you know request that those keep you in prayer. You know, Lord willing, you're able to come out. You know, uh, um, anytime soon, and not be discouraged with whatever's thrown at you, because sometimes you know, tests come to test, right? They just may want to yeah. give you a reason to keep you in there. Like, hey, uh, we're gonna make you do another eight years and now they're just saying that to you it can maybe test you out but if you go out and act out and really do something that's going to make you stay in for the eight years then it's like day one you know but be encouraged and stay encouraged regardless of what they tell you and you know we we, we out here waiting for you nothing but love and everything you know i'm we're gonna uh, uh pray for you that you know because god knows exactly the date and time if it's his will for you to come out you're coming out you know, I, I we don't know when. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be next month. We don't know when, but it's if it, 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 it's his time. It's his doing. Yeah. You know, so stay strong. Keep the faith, brother. Don't let go. Like it's 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 hard out here too. You know, but it's yeah. um. Of course, you want to be out here for the freedom and so forth. But and you know, especially you know, being away from your daughter as well. Those stuff. Yeah. I, I know it can hurt. So we'll keep you in prayer. Keep the faith, brother. Just keep the faith. Stay strong. And like, just talking to you, you're, you're strong, brother. It's not easy to be under the circumstances you are in. 
and being able yeah. to still have the uh, 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 the courage to even share your testimony. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like to be able to come out and share it. It's it's a beautiful thing. So Lord willing, you know, God will make a way on, on his time. And, you know, you'll be out in no time with your family, naturally and your family, you know, church wise as well and so forth. Yeah. But before we, you know, um, finish off, did you have a message for any, you know, young buck out there? Because, you know, young men out there, especially young black men, they are hard headed. Any message yeah. you would have for them in terms of the lifestyle they're trying to go after, listening to that rap music, ka, 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 pop, pop, and all that yeah. type of stuff, what would you, yeah. what, what, what message would you have for them if they're watching this right now? To take heed to your mother or your grandmother's words when they say, a hard head make a soft behind. Wow. If God loves you, he will do anything to make sure he gets your attention. And you don't want to know the extremes he will go through and put you through to grab your attention. So just submit. Be submissive right now and just take heed. Take heed before you wind up losing everything. But also understand that anything that you lose, it counted to be nothing. Because counted to be nothing compared to being Holy Ghost filled. Because that is the most precious thing you could ever receive in life. So. Wonderful, wonderful. And just state your name at the end, so because you know those that like to say prayer, they always like to get names and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, uh, my name is Tamar Neil, um, but my my loved ones call me Tay. Some people call me Mar. Um, I, I will really appreciate all of your prayers. I, and um, my uncle is here is with me as well. His name is Jermaine Smith. He has a life sentence, and um, I would like ask for you to pray for him as well. As well as my elder in here, Christopher Murray, and my brother, Christopher Faust, and my other brother, Nareenil, and that's my actual little brother, my baby brother, and a man that has been with me ever since I came here, Christopher Faust, he always looks out for me, so just keep your prayers for him as well. Will do, will do. Well, brothers and sisters, you've heard it. Keep Brother Tay in prayer and the rest of all he said. If you don't remember the name, just say, Brother, that brother from the I Drive podcast, something. You know, but you, you know, some people that like to pray, they like to get full government names and stuff like that. But keep them in prayer, <laughs> brothers and sisters. And, and you know, Lord willing, Tay, you're able to come out and be with your family and so forth. And, and, and we'll go from there. But thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. As always, it's your brother, Sonny Nespeos from the Athletic Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. This. I'm telling you, you know, we're going to do listen. If you know somebody want to give the testimony and they're in the cave. Hit them up, man. Hit them up. We're going to get everybody on here. We're going to get everybody. <laughs> All right, everybody. God bless and peace be unto you. It's your brother, Sonny Nesbios. All right. <laughs>